0: Hello and welcome law firm owners to the final podcast episode of 2023. Welcome to the wildly successful law firm podcast. I'm your podcast host, Nermeen Chisani, And today we are talking about climbing the right mountains in your law firm. This is all about law firm success that is beyond the numbers. I am usually at the end of every year do a year-end wrap-up where I look back on the year, the things that I learned, my recommendations, my suggestions, and this is that episode. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm wrapping up 2023 and giving you some really important advice for 2024. I will tell you that 2023 had a lot of Big moments, a lot of big accomplishments, but it did not start out that way for me. I had a podcast episode that I released earlier this year about how this year just started out really tough for me. I did, I, I started out probably already a little depressed and definitely felt it more as the year went on. And it was just this cloud that I couldn't really seem to shake from me. I had a lot of things going on in my personal life and it definitely made me feel unhappy. It's sort of what a lot of life coaches will say, which is we're all getting the 50-50 experience of life and that was my 50% of, of not having a good experience of life. It was definitely tough and some days where I was just like, what's the point? I don't wanna get out of bed. Why am I gonna release another podcast? Like a little bit of woe was me, but a little bit of, you know, this just all genuinely sucks right now. And I think that we all hit those moments at some point in our life. So this isn't something that was unusual for me. And it was still something that surprised me when it happened because I thought I was doing okay, everything was great, everything was moving along, my business was great, I love my clients, I love my family, you know, everything's going great, I'm fit, I'm healthy, like what could mess this up and at the end of the year wasn't great. So for me to be wrapping up this year, feeling probably the best I have felt maybe ever in my life is I think a huge accomplishment and i want you to take a second and ask yourself where were you at the beginning of this year and where are you right now like would you say that you are in a like feeling better than you did earlier this year or are you just kind of where you were earlier this year or is it feeling a little lower maybe you have things going on in your personal life maybe you've you didn't hit the numbers that you wanted to hit this year i'm not sure but it's really nice to always be able to reflect back even if it's not what you expected even if it's not as great as you wanted it's just good to reflect back and take a moment and see wow did i accomplish this thing or not did this thing happen or not and you know talking about my year this year you know i will tell you one of my big highlights was going surfing It was something that I had wanted to do since 2015 and I in 2014 I had taken a month and gone to India for an entire month Um, I'm Indian so going to India isn't like a huge culture shock but I spent a month there and when that happened I was like I need to do this every month this is just amazing all the things I'm learning about myself I'm pushing myself so hard and you know at that time I made like plans for what I wanted to do for the months that I would take off in subsequent years so one month was going to be to go to Thailand and do Muay Thai boxing for an entire month and come back in like the best shape of my life and then another was to surf for a month somewhere and then another was to you know, climb somewhere and as my professional life got busy and I started making money and I had clients and all these wonderful things were happening, I started putting off those long extended trips. This year though, I took a full week and I went and I surfed in Sayulita, Mexico and it was nothing short of amazing. I will tell you, as someone who's very in her head, and if you're a lawyer and you're listening to this, you were definitely on this list, you're in your head. And it is very hard to surf when you are in your head because your head is thinking, okay, put your right foot forward. Oh my God, I'm losing balance. Oh my God, where's the wave? Oh my God, I'm falling, oh my God. And like, that's how every moment happens when you are surfing. So you're not getting on the board, you're not catching surf, you're not catching the waves, you just feel horrible and completely out of shape and your head is full of water because you've fallen in the water so many times. I will tell you, I had to get out of my head and surfing has been uh, the one thing that has really helped me get out of my head and I didn't realize the impact that it would have on me or the effect that it would even have on me after I left the water. I will tell you that my, how I feel today has definitely been impacted by the week that I've spent surfing. Really constantly hearing from my surf instructor every single day for three hours a day, you're thinking too much, don't try to get it perfect, go soft, go slow, feel the wave. What does it mean to feel the wave? Like that makes absolutely no sense. But he kept saying, feel the wave, feel the wave. And then on the fifth day, I was like, oh, this is what he means, feel the wave. You can actually, when you're surfing, there's a, the, the wave does have a feeling to it. And when you're out on the water, you can definitely start to feel that wave coming from behind you so you know okay now it's time to stand up on the board because i'm right in front of the wave and i know if i stand up now i'll be able to carry it through you know and and ride the wave so really very insightful stuff that i did not expect to happen from surfing that i've been able to carry out now i'm not saying go take a week off from your law firm and go surf i'm i'm certainly not suggesting that But what I am saying is there could be a marathon, maybe there's a pottery class, maybe there's um, a dance class, whatever it is, there's probably something that you can do this next year or even before this year wraps up to to have that impact and that benefit uh, that I experienced while surfing. And I am going back surfing again and it's something that I will be doing um, at least two to three times every year for the years to come. So very excited about that. But those that was one of my big highlights from 2023. So started out low, ended on a high. I will tell you for 2024, I had this kind of aha moment that came up the other day. For some reason, a lot of people in my network are doing uh, retreats right now. I'm seeing lots of information about retreats, retreats for women lawyers, retreats for lawyers. And it sounds really cool, except the idea of planning one sounds like my biggest nightmare. And the, the cost, uh, the idea of charging people for this is something that I'm like, I don't know if I can really get on board with that because I've seen the price of some retreats and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know if I really need that or who's going to pay for that. That's probably more of my own limiting belief, but the reason I'm sharing this is because one of my goals for the next few years is going to be to be able to create a free retreat for attorneys where my company pays for the rental, the food, the experience of being there, and all you have to do is get on a flight and get there. So that is something that I'm working toward. When I think about goals for this next year, it's less the numerical and more the the, intangible, the what is the thing that I want to create and I have an idea of what something like that would cost and I want to be at a revenue level where I can just do one of these free retreats for people, invite 20 or 30 female attorneys and have a great weekend where all they have to do is just pay for the flight. That's it. show up or babysitting if they need to in any case these are my personal goals for 2024 and i'm hoping that this podcast episode helps you think about what your goals should be really thinking beyond the numbers right like you've already got an idea of where you want to be financially you got a car that you want to buy you got some student loan debt maybe that you want to pay off you've got a new team member you want to hire you know what all those numbers are i've talked about it endlessly this season and in previous seasons. So I'm not going to talk about that in so much detail, but I do want to talk about just what the traditional definition of success means for you as you're looking at your law firm and the personal definition of success. And it's really important to think about both of those definitions as you are wrapping up this year and going into next year. So let me talk first a little bit about the traditional definition of success as a law firm owner and with a lot of law firms that I work with. So they're typically going to be external, what people can see, and they're going to be influenced by other attorneys and by just the legal profession itself. So it'll be your benchmarks that You know, measures your law firm against some industry standard, like immigration attorneys or family attorneys, how quickly you close cases, you know, how many cases you had, all of those things, even the size of your team or how much money you made. And the thing is that, like, I know that there's a lot of big Facebook groups out there with a lot of attorneys, you know, whether it's the virtual lawyers group or it's the lawyers on the beach group or it's you know uh, mothers uh, mo- women attorney groups whatever it is like there's so many facebook groups then from there i know a lot of you are in your own chat groups your own email chains your own you know slack groups your own what discord groups whatever you're using like you've got your own network there too and it really does become a measuring contest here's what I have, here's what I did, here's my year run. You know, there's someone in your group who's saying, yeah, I hit two and a half million or five million or 10 million this year and, you know, kept 30% profitability and now I'm taking off the rest of the year and I'm gonna go beyond the Maldives. And you're thinking to yourself, well, it's surely a lot colder than the Maldives <laughs> where I am right now. And you start getting into that sort of comparison mindset, and it's natural, it's gonna to happen to all of us, but what I really want you to do with this episode is I want you to think about all of the but what ifs and hey, here are the traditional definitions of success, but, but here's mine, because I've created my own personal definition for success. And a really interesting stat that I wanted to share here with you was, according to Practice Panther, the um, legal practice management software, that maybe a few of you use, uh, they found that for the law firms that they surveyed and the ones that responded, expanding to multiple locations resulted in a financial loss for 45% of law firms. 45% of law firms, when they expanded their law firm locations, they had financial losses. That's not good, y'all. And I can tell you that a lot of those people who expanded, they did so because of that traditional definition of success. I will have made it as a law firm owner when I have six locations across four four states or four counties. And you're doing it based on some traditional definition of success and not what your own personal definition of success is. So let's talk a little bit about a personal definition of success. So these are the ones that, are your personal benchmarks, not your how much is my team size and how much revenue did I make, but they're more personally fulfilling and they may not be tangible. A little bit how like surfing isn't really tangible for me, that that might be what that is for you. And it could be like, hey, if you do client satisfaction surveys or year-end surveys, you might have had clients come back to you and say, A plus, and that could make you feel like, For you this year, this was a personal success. And maybe you finally took Fridays off. Maybe you took Wednesdays off. Maybe you didn't work for three weeks this year instead of the zero weeks last year that you had. Maybe it's your team, right? And maybe it's that the vibe of the team, the how the team gets along, your team culture, is at an a like maybe that's what it is for you so really take a moment to think about what is your personal definition of success as you are wrapping up this year and look it's really hard to get caught up in industry standards but i don't want you to be an attorney where you're not Checking in with yourself on, hey, is this right for me? Is this, is this the best for me? Don't get caught up in the legal race, right? Like I see a lot of attorneys doing that where they're like, I must hit a million in revenue. I must create a course. I must create passive income. I must have X dollars in referral revenue. I must have blah 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 because if I don't have those things and I'm not successful and I will have wasted my money and I will have left money on the table and I'm gonna tell you something that's going to blow your mind because it blew my mind when I heard it but for any time you say I'm leaving money on the table I want you to pause and ask yourself okay but if I took that opportunity if this thing didn't happen or did happen would I have left my energy on the table Would I have left my peace of mind on the table? Would I have left time with my husband on the table? Would I have left time with my family on the table? So often we keep assuming that everything is related to money, but the more I do this consulting work, the more I spend time with millionaires and billionaires, which I have, they're no happier than when they had less which is why you see so many billionaires giving away all their money, right? Like isn't that just the ultimate irony of it all is they've made so much money that now they're giving it away and they don't know how many different ways they can give the money away and they're trying to figure out more ways to give away more of their money. I mean, it, it's really just – it's really silly when you think about it. So really make sure that your – Definition of success is yours, and it's not your peers, it's not the people on Facebook, it's not the people you went to law school with, or the guy who got the C on the torts exam but is making more money than you as a PI attorney than you are as a comma attorney, or whatever it is. So just keep that in mind as you are going through this. And you know, the analogy that I'm going to create here is you're going to climb a number of mountains in your law firm. That's the reality of it. You're going to climb lots of mountains. Make sure you like the view when you get up there. Maybe you climb a certain mountain and the view is of pine trees. And you're like, I hate pine trees. They are so ugly. I don't want to do this. I don't care about them. They're green, whatever. Okay, then find a mountain where where you climb the mountain, you get a beach view. Or maybe you climb the mountain and you look over the city i live in atlanta so there is a mountain that i can climb kennesaw mountain beautiful and it overlooks the city of atlanta so it really is just up to you to choose what those mountains are i'm going to list a few of them out in this episode this is by no means an exhaustive list of mountains that you can climb but these are mountains that i've seen my clients climb and i think that you should think about is this a mountain that you want to climb this year or not. And the first one that we're going to start with is expanding to multiple locations. Look, it's the end of the year. I know that it is so natural for a lot of you to already be thinking, okay, what about next year? Where are we gonna expand next year? What are we gonna do next year? Let's go into this second location. Let's go to this third location. I've got my eye on this fourth location. This is a really good area for us to be in. It's developing. We should get in there on the ground floor. All those like kind of cheesy sayings that you guys throw out. Listen, don't expand unless you know that it's really going to align with your goals, not just your revenue goals, but also your personal goals, right? I know that it seems very glamorous to be the attorney whose website has like six locations on the bottom in different cities, right? And you wanna be able to go to networking events and go to your, I don't know, law school reunion and be able to tell people, oh yeah, I got six locations, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's really great. And the the thing that I really want you to keep in mind is, <clears throat> Is this growth sustainable? You're gonna have a larger overhead. You're gonna have some administration challenges. You're gonna have hiring challenges. You're gonna have team cultural issues. It's going to be a mess. So before you really think about taking up a new space in a new location, in a new city, ask yourself these questions. Why am I doing this? Is it so how it looks on my website or is this something I really want? Is this a mountain I'm willing to climb? Am I willing to leave time with my family on the table to go climb this mountain? Ask yourself that. Okay, the next mountain that you could be climbing is expanding to a larger team, right? What I want you to keep in mind is that you may want to expand your team. You may want to go from 10 to 20. You may want to go from 20 to 30. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But just make sure that it is the way that you operate because if you need a smaller, more efficient team, then that could be the thing that is more effective for you and a better strategy for you than expanding to a team of 20 when you don't necessarily have the leadership skills or the operational skills to or even have enough work for a team of 20. So what I really want you to think about is the math of overhead expenses, the math of a bigger team and how that math is maybe going to keep you up at night. So payroll has gone up, office space costs has gone up, benefits costs, your admin team, you've got office politics, all of those things are gonna come up. And you're gonna need to ask yourself, am I a leader or am I a babysitter? How am I really in this space right now? Is this too many people for me? Are, Are the people not trained enough? Do I not even have a good training system in place right now to bring on all of these people? And what that's ultimately going to do with more people is it's going to drain your energy. So if you used to be able to, you know, go to court three days a week and it was just a team of five and now you've got a team of 10 and you're going to court more often than you were before because the people who you hired aren't trained to do the kind of cases that you were doing, I would say that that is an ineffective strategy for you for growth, and that you might benefit more by just increasing your rates and charging more money than by increasing your team and trying to do more casework, but where all the work is still falling on you. I know that's a lot of attorneys. If this is you, I want you to consider Team SOS service I offer for law firms that have larger teams and we go through and create kpis for each of your departments for everyone who's on your team so that they understand how things need to be done and this the kpis slash benchmarks reflect your financial goals so if you want to hit a million dollars then that means you got to close x amount of cases in x amount of time that's just the reality of it that's how the math boils down okay let's talk about the next mountain that you might wanna climb, and that's diversifying practice areas. So the thing is, if you are going to diversify, you need to make sure that you've got active client demand for it, and it's not a conversation of, oh, I had three people ask me last week, and then three more ask me earlier this year, oh, do I do personal injury work, or do I do divorce work, or do I do fill-in-the-blank work? If you don't have an active requirement for that, and by the way, six cases a year is not enough to justify diversifying, you need to have a really healthy number of, of interested potential clients. Maybe you wanna send out a survey to them. Hey, if we started doing this thing, is this something that you would be interested in working on us with? I think that if you are a business law firm and then you're gonna add in a trademark practice, I think that's okay. You can ask your attorneys to see, uh, or you can ask your clients to see, hey, if we expand into this, this is this something that you would be interested in? If you've got a divorce practice and you're gonna add in child custody, that's something that you could add in. Like, if you are going to do it, then make sure that your client base kind of already needs that support service. I don't want you to just create this thing and do it because you think that it's going to help increase your profitability. In fact, according to Clio, 62% of law firms that diversified practice areas experienced a decrease in overall profitability. That is a sad stat. That's not where you want to see numbers going. I really want you to ask yourself, okay, why am I diversifying? Is this in alignment with my personal vision and the firm's vision of success? Am I genuinely interested in diversifying in this new area or am I just attracted to the potential income? Next, ask yourself, do your clients need or will they benefit from the firm's diversification? And finally, do you have the bandwidth, the energy, the mental energy, the emotional energy, and the financial resources to not just set up this new area but to excel in this new area? so just a few questions to ask if diversification is maybe on the table for 2024 for you all right let's talk about marketing i know a lot of people are going to start this next year by saying i'm going to kill it in marketing here are all the things i'm going to do i'm going to hire a website team i'm going to hire an seo team i'm going to hire a social media team i'm going to get on tiktok i'm gonna dance around i'm gonna get on a billboard i got this whole marketing strategy in place here's the thing if this kind of marketing activity makes you kind of want to throw up a little bit, then maybe like relationship-based marketing might be the approach that is better for your law firm specifically. So, just keep in mind why you're why you're thinking about doing all of these sort of more sexy, more in your face kind of marketing options. Is it because someone said that they saw a hundred percent revenue increase is it because someone else said hey this is something you have to do is it something that you are doing for yourself or are you doing it because someone else is doing it a few other attorneys are doing it they're getting good um, results from it so now you're thinking okay should i be doing this so one just think about like the costs, hey, this is going to be really expensive and it may not give you the result that you're looking for in three months. It might be high cost for six months. It might be high cost for nine months. It might be high cost for a year. Are you okay with that or are you better off with a more low-key kind of approach? Okay, the next thing you want to think about is how does this form of marketing affect the image that my law firm currently has so listen if you've just been a low-key attorney and then all of a sudden you throw yourself on a billboard what does that mean how does that change how your current clients currently perceive you and how does it change how new clients perceive you if you if part of why people work with you is because you're low-key you kind of have a hush-hush relaxed demeanor and that's why people are working with you and then all of a sudden you go up on a billboard or you've got a TV ad it's gonna ruffle some feathers right if you are working with Microsoft or X on a really big you know campaign or something like that or you're protecting them on some trademark thing or you know some privacy rights thing whatever it is And then all of a sudden you throw yourself up on a billboard or on a tv ad or you start showing up in their facebook feed that might throw them off they might be like oh i thought that they were why are they doing ads are we not giving them enough business this is really weird are they looking for more people like us are they telling their clients about our success and using that as leverage to get new clients. Ooh, that doesn't feel right. I don't think I want to work with them anymore. I think I'll go back to my other law firm. They never advertised on Facebook or on a billboard or on TV. So just something that you want to think about as you're going through this. And just keep in mind, you know, it's it's really got to be a reflection of you and what works for you. All right, let's talk next about getting some form of national recognition, getting in one of those magazines, being recognized by the Bar Association, maybe making it to the New York Times, you know, whatever that is, I really want you to think about, okay, if this happens, if this is a goal that I'm setting for myself, you know, is there a direct benefit to my law firm and is this strategically in line with my law firm? National recognition feels really sexy, you know, being on the cover of a magazine, yes, that should feel really good. But, you know, is it really gonna result in like the gold bricks in your law firm that you think it's going to? Um I will tell you that I've had a few attorneys who I've not worked with, but who did consult with me on their practice and they were nationally recognized in their specific field. And the sort of ego that came off from those conversations was an immediate, like, no, this is not gonna be a good working relationship for both of us, but I really just want you to think about You know, does this national recognition serve you? Everything has pitfalls. So remember, as you are climbing this mountain, you're gonna do a lot of work into it. Maybe you're gonna get national exposure. Maybe you'll be able to get better associates to work with you. You might have all of these things, you know, kind of working for you, but really be sure that it is a strategic advantage, like that it's getting you to the highest level Of your mountain and maybe this is just a smaller mountain on the way to a bigger mountain right there's there's nothing wrong with wanting national recognition i know a lot of my clients work unbelievably hard and getting that national recognition is sort of like yeah we've been doing this for years so it's only about time that we got that recognition just keep in mind that if you do get it make sure that you're ready to capture it that you've got a strategic plan for it and that it is something that's right for the bigger vision and the bigger picture of your law firm okay next let's talk about legal writing so i will share from my own personal experience there was a point where i was writing articles for the national law review and the new york law journal and it was a really rewarding experience but it was also incredibly time consuming And I didn't see any immediate ROI on that. Um, I didn't have hundreds of people emailing me saying, wow, this is so great, thanks for sharing your advice. I've written for other magazines as well and done other PR opportunities because that's kind of what they end up being is PR. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It does feel good, but then when you don't get an ROI on the time that you spent on it, then you're like, eh, all right, maybe I shouldn't have done that. So really just make sure that you've got the energy to be able to do this kind of work, especially if it's in academic legal writing, that's a whole different thing and a whole different ball game. If it's just something that's a good for you and makes, makes you feel good, um, but also takes away from your operational attention or your attention to your clients, then maybe now is not the right time to pursue that. Maybe you can wait until you've got other people supporting you or you're going to take you know, a dedicated two, three weeks off to do this legal research or to really take the time to write this legal article. So don't rush yourself into it. Definitely give yourself the time, but only do it if it feels like it's in line with the objectives that you have for the rest of your law firm. All right, and really quickly, let's talk about this final point, and that's networking. I did an entire episode last week on networking. It was very long, but I do want you to think about networking for next year. Really, there's so many different levels of networking that you can do. There was a a networking group that I was invited into that you have to apply for, um, the Lawyers Club here in Atlanta and you gotta be approved by someone, and if they don't like you, then you're not gonna be approved. And so when I was invited into applying to this group, I knew I would be admitted because I knew the two people who were president and sitting on the admissions committee. So I knew I was in. But when I really thought about, okay, it, do I have the time for this? Do I have the energy to join this? This is back in, I think, 2018, maybe 2017. It was, it was quite a bit ago. And I really decided not to pursue it. And it felt like it would be more quantity rather than quality. And if you listen to that last episode, I talk a lot about how networking is really about quality. And unless I can go really deep with five people or 10 people, it's not necessarily going to be worthwhile for me and my personality. So just make sure you're thinking about that and you are you know actually doing strategic networking not just vanity networking that felt like it was it was it was something that would be vanity networking for me so make sure that you are not just doing this because it's something that looks good it's cool to say that you're in some exclusive club but you're not really using the resources and you're you're not meeting people from that group it's not it's not going to help you okay and really the final final thing here is be careful with those high profile high celebrity high client cases um what i've seen is that they are very demanding they can be cash flow zapping and you just want to make sure that if you are going to pursue one of those that you are ready for it there's there can be media scrutiny there can be a lot of pressure for, result, for results from these people, especially if it's a celebrity or someone that's very well-known. So I just want you to know, like, don't measure your success to this high-profile case. Don't measure your success to writing this national article that came out for legal scholars. Don't pressure yourself and set your success on how many office locations you have, or what your team size is. There's so many things that make the lawyers I work with successful and how much money they make has nothing to do with it. So as you are creating your 2024, please know that number one, you are in control and you can create it. Think about the things that you want to create for yourself. Is it a retreat for your clients? Is it a thank you event? Is it having deeper connections and deeper client satisfaction? Is it a more cohesive team where you know you've gotta let some people go and you know it's gonna be a hit, but it's gonna be better for the team. Is it taking X days off? Is it pursuing some activity or some adventure? I really want you to think about your goals for 2024 and I want you to get clear about why you are pursuing those things. What does it mean for you? Because at the end of the day, a wildly successful law firm is one where the law firm owner at the helm understands that success is defined by them and not by anyone from the outside. That's really why I set out to call this wildly successful law firm. Success is not a metric. If you look it up, it doesn't say 10 locations. It doesn't say Fridays off. It doesn't say 10 million in revenue. It doesn't say a team of 200. That is literally not the definition of success. But the beauty is that you get to create whatever definition of success that you want for yourself in 2024. It's a clean slate. Forget about what happened in 2023 if it didn't go the way that you wanted to. Or if it did go great, wonderful. Use that as a ladder to get closer and closer to what success means for you. Not for me, your consultant. Not for anyone else. Just For you. And with all of that being said, that is it. This is the wrap up for 2023. I am wishing you an unbelievably incredible 2024, an amazing holiday season. I want you to know that I'm still going to be here as a consultant, I'm not going anywhere. There are so many cool things I'm working on for 2024 outside of my one-to-one services. I've got a shop page that I finally got up on my website. I wrote three books on law firm growth and lawyer strategy. I am working on some stuff for social media that you are gonna get emails about, so please make sure if you're not on the email list, get on the email list. Last week, I got to do a giveaway of a marketing template that I use for all my clients and it was really cool to be able to do that for my newsletter list this week I'm going to be doing another giveaway as well I am probably as close to being satisfied and fulfilled when it comes to my professional life which really does feed a lot into my personal life so I want to thank you for listening I thank you for just being here and for your support. The only thing I'll ask you to do is, as always, if there is another lawyer who could really listen to this episode, who could get something from it, please share it with them. It goes a really long way for them. Not only do they feel supported by you, but they also feel like you were listening to them, like they feel heard. And like, hey, we're all in this together. And I usually, when I share things with people, I say, here's what really helped me in this episode. I was stuck here and then I listened to this one little bit and it made all 30 minutes, all two hours. If you listen to Tim Ferriss, podcasts are very long. All three hours of this podcast episode, totally worth it. So that's one way that you can phrase this if you are sharing it with someone else. Please share. Thank you so much for listening in. Happy 2024, my friends. I will see you in the new year.